Good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Wiz and I are going team by team, division by division, breaking down the fantasy prospects for the 2023 season. Wiz, we are up to the Indianapolis Colts, and uh, Bob Ursay and the Colts uh, made a number of changes, had coach changes, probably got quarterback changes, and, uh, you know, hopefully owners can have a little bit more luck with Jonathan Taylor than they did last year, Wiz. So, uh, on to the Colts. What's happening, Wiz? Yeah, the Colts are interesting. I like a lot of their off-season moves. And uh, <clears throat> one of the best ones I liked was, you know, signing Gardner Minshew. I think they had this plan all along to draft the young quarterback and have Gardner Minshew in there. I think he's a tremendous safety valve. Um, makes things interesting. Uh, Richardson, I don't mind drafting as my second quarterback. Um, because I think there's a lot of upside with him from, from week to week, but I certainly wouldn't trust him. I don't want him. If I'm in a situation where I have to start him every week, it's just like any other rookie quarterback. There's going to be some good weeks, and <clears throat> he has the ability to take off and run with his legs and all of that stuff as well, but he's going to have some bad games as well. So uh, I don't mind drafting Richardson and having his upside but I need a steady veteran guy that I feel much better about starting week in, week out. So uh, I have Richardson somewhere, you know, quarterback 15 to 20, um, you know, just just for his the usage of his legs in rushing touchdowns. But um, similar to most rookie quarterbacks, you, you just can't count on week in, week out. Yeah, I think I think there's going to be intrigue with with Mr. Richardson. I think that's the way to put it. Uh, whether he gets the ball from the get go, uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, you know, the head coach here is Shane Stitchin, who who knows Gardner Minshew from last year because he comes over from the Eagles, so there is familiarity there. Uh, look, Richardson is raw, but he's an athletic beast. Um, he didn't win a lot in college. He was six and seven as a quarterback. Uh, but wildly athletic, and you know he really wowed teams uh, in, in his combine with his physical prowess, and uh, that's the reason why he was drafted where he was. And look, he's got to build upon a lot of different things. Uh, other other quarterbacks have come in with issues with their uh, efficiency. Uh, he only completed fifty four percent of his passes in college, and he's going to do <laughs> need to do a hell of a lot better to be a successful pro quarterback. Yeah, there's no. Um... There, there's, there's, there's no question about that. And uh, but I would agree, uh, you know, for an upside type of thing, from from a situational thing, for uh, taking him as a second quarterback, uh, definite intrigue there was definite intrigue. Right, it was just a running back, and um, Jonathan Taylor, <clears throat> like you said, was probably the number one player taken in a lot of drafts, and disappointing he couldn't make it through the season, but. When you look at NFL rushers in today's game, there are three guys that I feel are above everyone else. The Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Jonathan Taylor. And, you know, I'm having a hard time with Taylor this year, and I'll, I'll tell you why. From a talent standpoint, I'll put him up there with anyone, like I just mentioned. But the problem is you have a rookie quarterback. And is Richardson going to get the Colts into the right play. Are there going to be times when he's going to hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor and it's going to be the wrong move? I'm going to say that's going to happen many times through the season. So I ask you, are you concerned with that? Or if you're looking at drafting in the first round, early second round, 
is the lack of confidence in Richardson getting the Colts in the right player. Is that going to be a tiebreaker to you if you have a choice between drafting Taylor and Chubb, Taylor and Henry, Taylor and Barkley, uh, or you're just going to go with the talent of Taylor, or maybe you like those guys above Taylor. How do you see it? Uh, so I'm going to take it from this lens, and I, I know it's not fair to do that because uh, we're talking about different players, different systems, but if we look at what the Eagles were able to do rushing the football with Jalen Hurts, uh, where Miles Sanders, for example, as Hurts became this kind of dominant force last year, Miles Sanders became a dominant force. If we look closely at what happened in Chicago last year, and I think this is a better example, Justin Fields was not necessarily as efficient quarterback either, was, but he was such a dangerous option running the football on his own, right? And that translated to the Bears leading the NFL in rushing, number one, as a team, total yards, and guys like Khalil Herbert averaging 5.7 yards a carry. Now, Jonathan Taylor in his rookie season averaged five and a half yards a carry. Last year, four and a half. If we remember how the season started out, Wiz, for the Colts last year, Matt Ryan was behind center. Uh, old, immobile, all that sort of stuff. So I guess what I'm kind of saying to you is that, that that intrigue of the talent level and physical prowess of, of Richardson could bode very fortunate for the fortunes of Jonathan Taylor. Well, I'm just going to play devil's advocate and look at it two different ways. Is One, what I mentioned, is he going to get them in the right play? I mean, you know, Justin Fields has been in the league for a few years. Lamar Jackson has been in the league for a while. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts. Um, no, but I know, but Justin, Justin Fields' first year of really starting was last year. It was, yes, but what the other thing is, those quarterbacks vulture a lot of touchdowns. Very Lamar fair. Jackson, yep. Justin Fields, and Anthony Richardson, I'm sure, is going to do the same thing. So you have to worry about a few things. Is Jonathan Taylor going to catch passes from those from a rookie quarterback? Is the rookie quarterback going to get them in the right play? And when they get down there, is Anthony Richardson, something that Jonathan Taylor did not have to worry about these first two years in the NFL, is he going to get touchdowns vultured from him the same way J.K. Dobbins does, and the same way David Montgomery did? Um, so th- that's, yeah. that's my concern. So I'll just ask you, do you prefer Taylor to those other guys, Chubb, Barkley, Henry? No. No, I would take the, the, those three guys over, over Jonathan Taylor as we sit here today. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a close call. I think it's an interesting discussion. That's why we're having it. But uh, you look, there's two ways of looking at it, and I think the running ability of Richardson will help Taylor in some ways. But I'm just always concerned when the rookie quarterback will, you know, w- will he get them in the right plays, or will he know how to audibleize and get them uh, out of the bad defensive matchups that are facing the Colts in in crucial situations. So it's something that's interesting, and uh, it's a great discussion to have. Yeah, and I, and I think, like, if you were to ask me coming into drafts with, I yeah, I know there's lots of hype on B. John Robinson. So I, I think I said this on the Cleveland Brown podcast that we did. Uh, I think Nick Chubb and, uh, and I'll, we, we haven't done the, Texans, uh, the Titans yet, but I think, in my opinion, you know, Nick Chubb and – Derrick Henry are probably being disrespected at the moment in terms of when I look at most people's rankings, that's what I would say. Yeah. So Michael Pittman is somebody I know that you've liked in the past. I was really disturbed by his, you know, yards per catch uh, per reception last year. 
really, really going down to where he's being reduced to like these guy that plays a game like Wes Welker, even though he's a big, strong receiver. Um, kind of like the year that Juju Smith used to have his last year with Pittsburgh. So when you're looking at Pittman, where do you have him? Do you have him in the wide receiver two, wide receiver three mix? And do you like anyone else in particular in the supporting cast? So the volume's going to be there, right? You know, this was a player that was thrown to 140 times. So that's the part we're going to like. I, it, it's certainly somewhat discouraging that he averaged under 10 yards a catch. It uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, in, in, in the year before, he had almost 1,100 yards uh, on 88 catches. Last year, 90, I think he had like 92 catches or 93 catches and under 1,000 yards. So he's got to expand upon that. Alec Pierce... Uh, is a rookie here, well, was a rookie last year um, and, and had a pretty decent year. Uh, but again, this was an offense that was bogged down from, from most of the year. Whereas Josh Downs is, is an exciting player. He's diminutive, but uh, he's very light in, in terms of uh, stature. He's only 170 pounds, but uh, it looks like he's going to make some noise and excitement. A- Ashton Doolin is also here, and Isaiah McKenzie that kind of rounds out the group. I think there are some playmakers, I, I do. Uh, and there's some speed here, uh, but you know the, the big question is the efficiency of the quarterback and the ability to get the ball down the field. And this was an offense that was fairly paralyzed last year. So uh, aside from Michael Pittman, do you have any pass catcher, including the three tight ends that the uh, Colts have on their roster uh, and the supporting cast that Pittman has at wide receiver, do you have any of those guys outside of Pittman as a fantasy football starter, in your opinion? No, and I think, no, no, I don't. And I think probably you and I would agree the usage of the tight end for the Colts is pretty maddening, actually, because they get three guys that can actually catch the ball and are athletic, Jelani Woods, Moali Cox, and Kyler Granson. Actually, believe it or not, Granson caught more balls than any of, the, any of the guys in this offense last year. But trying to figure out who the hell is going to do that on a game-to-game basis is, is nearly impossible. It really is. And, and when you look at them, I think you hit it right on the head that, that you have three talent, talented players. And Jelani Woods is one of these guys that you watch and say, wow, but Again, like you're just not quite sure, as you said, from week to week, who's going to be the guy that catches six for 70 and a touchdown. And then when they do, you don't hear from them the next three weeks, so like two for 18. Um, so it, it is maddening. I think it's a good word for it. But in terms of the pass catches, I just can't trust any of them to be a fantasy football starter on any of my teams outside of, you know, Pittman. Uh, there is a lot of talent there, but unless there was something that's seen differently this year than it's been in the past, it's just, it's just difficult to count on anyone else. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. Very, very, very difficult on a week-to-week basis. And uh, Matt Gay is kicking for the Colts this year, and the Colts defense puts up some big games from time to time. I noticed that especially at home, even against some good teams. I mean, they played great at home against Pat Mahomes last year, turning him over. Um, What's your view on Gay as a fantasy football starter and um, the Colts' defense? Would you be comfortable with them starting as your second defense maybe, a streaming option? What's your view on the special teams uh, position players on the Colts? Yeah, the Colts' defense has been really good at takeaways in the last couple of years. Last year, it wasn't the case. Shaq Leonard spent a lot of time not playing last year. That was a problem. DeForest Buckner is here. There is talent on this defense. They, they do have a nose for the football. In the past, they've been able to – 
take it away. Last year, it didn't show up as much. Uh, Matt Gay's been a very successful kicker in the NFL. I like the fact that he's able to kick indoors when he goes to Houston, warm weather when he goes to Jacksonville and Tennessee. So there's not a lot of weather to worry about in this division. So you're looking at basically 12 games where kicker's going to be kicking in decent weather, which is which is a good option. If this ends up being a better option, a better offense, uh, it's, it's a good landing spot. But I don't think Matt Gay is going to be drafted as a number one kicker by anybody, quite frankly. And, and the Colts will probably be at least to start more of a streaming defense, given the fact that they didn't have a lot of success last year, Wiz. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with Matt Gay. I mean, I, I think, you know, the Colts, you know, kicking in, these, in the dome and and the fact that he has been pretty good and, and the coaches that have had him you know, the last few years have had no problem sending him out there for 50-plus. So I'm okay with him. And uh, I agree as far as the Colts. I think they're one of these teams that is just a perfect streaming defense to have if you're in a league where you have to <clears throat> draft uh, two defenses like our league i'm okay with that and then streaming options as well you could pick and choose some good matchups especially when at home i think they're capable of putting up uh, a big uh, day um, on occasion uh, like they've done the last few years yeah i think the truth is Wiz, when we, when we look at the colts right this is a team that is still not recovered from the early retirement of Andrew Luck. That's the bottom line, right? This was a team that we thought Andrew Luck was going to still be playing quarterback here, right? Uh, And he abruptly retired, uh, I guess it's going on five years. They've been plugging and playing quarterbacks from uh, Wentz and Ryan and uh, Phillip Rivers. It's just been a guessing game. So this is a team that's trying to change uh, change its identity and and certainly a player of 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 Richardson's potential ability uh, ma- makes it for an intriguing uh, setup. But yeah, again, a team in my opinion that's never quite recovered from that Andrew Luck early retirement. Yeah, you know, it's just it, the division. You're just not quite sure. I mean, I know everyone is kind of like handing the division over to the Jags, but I still believe the Colts have some talent, and I. You know, We'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how it plays out, but I mean the Jags just look on paper at this stage of the game that they're pretty much head and shoulders above the other three teams. But uh, we we've seen situations like this where a team has you know high hopes like the Colts, and then they disappoint, and then everyone forgets about them, and then there's a bit of a resurgence, and we'll see if the Colts can uh, do something about that this year. Now, as we know, this game is not played on paper. <laughs> Good point. You're exactly right. <laughs> All right. Good job, Wiz. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll be keep doing all of these team podcasts as we move along here. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Make sure you're listening. Wiz, have a good one. Next up, I guess, is, uh, is those Jacksonville Jaguars. You got it. <laughs>